1: the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook i'm your host Rudo, joined by aj as always use code dnvr when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost on today's friday show we're having a little bit of fun looking back at uh, some of our favorite prospects over the years the ones that we've gotten right the ones that we've gotten wrong should be uh should be an interesting little show diving into things on that front so AJ you've been doing this a little bit longer than I have certainly on the on the draft front kind of thing so I know you got some going back even before the last decade that that are gonna be a little bit before my time following the draft so I
2: don't have too many
1: not too many not too many old school ones yeah all right well
2: I mean, old school going all the way back to old school yeah 2009. 2009. Yeah, well, I mean, following the NHL draft was hard to do. Was, Even in 2009. Beyond the first was, round,
1: it was really hard. Yeah.
2: Yeah. there were, It was like WJCs, and if yep. you knew a guy from there, then you really liked him. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't, then
1: good luck, yep. you know? That was about it.
2: Yeah, well, it was. Like, I remember... There were there were some guys that the apps drafted where it was just like
1: no nope. okay that's a dude allegedly a, yeah. a human yep and it, it was just hard to know there
2: there weren't very many people covering it um, yeah. there weren't very many um, like national outlets you know the now you look at it and the athletic has multiple people doing it. Yep. There are podcasts. Chris Peters does his own thing. ESPN has a thing. It's it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. People like this, Scouch, who are their content is pretty much solely dedicated to the NHL draft.
2: Yeah. It's and that just did not that did not exist. The not. I mean, not even that long ago. You know, when when I was at Mile High Hockey, when the ABS were bad and they were picking in the top five, it was like. We spent a lot of time arguing over guys that we couldn't really watch very much of because we didn't have access to to, to like see the them. NHL
1: streaming just didn't exist yet. Yeah,
2: because straight up, like we were talking about Gabe Landeskog, and it was like, well, can't can't really see him play very often. So
1: yeah, Scott, you know, that's how it worked back then. You'd have to send. A message to the team asking for footage of a dude to be able to get access to him.
2: Yeah, lead prospects wasn't around. You know, hockey like hockey DB wasn't wasn't really a a, a thing. big thing yet. Yeah, it's yeah, it was it was crazy, man. Um, so it was it was hard to it was really hard to fall in love with guys uh, back in the day where it was where you just couldn't. Watch you couldn't his, see him, yeah. and and now, like every time that we get into the draft, it's like, you know, uh, we we talk about people. People roll in and are like, "Oh, you you guys should take a look at this guy." And yeah. all right, this guy's ranked 156th, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, well, one YouTube search will give you everything you need on the guy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Straight. That's the other thing that is is that fans just started clipping together players yep and all of their you know and, and like shift by shift stuff and highlights yep you know you type in you you go and you look for Sean barons, a guy that was drafted at the end of the second round and Sean barons and it's like bam, you get shift by shift you get a full scouting report. Yep. you get specific you get specific breakdowns. You get some random musician, you get our stuff. Um, it's it's really like it's really impressive how coverage of the draft has changed and, and the enthusiasm of the draft has changed. And yeah. yes, I did I did see uh Canadian women's team just throttled the United States last yeah. night. It was it was uh, a pretty thorough beatdown of bald eagles and freedom. So
1: <laughs> the bet did not go well. <laughs>
2: yeah. Way to go, you filthy fascist.
1: Yeah. I mean right. Well, I mean What do you mean?
2: We already have we already have Bedard and Michkov. Yeah. But the fact that you even know who they are. That's what I'm saying. Here's out from their draft class tells you everything these, you need to know. These
1: days you even you have like all right, here's some footage of their like mites league. Here's some footage of him in his backyard when he was 8 years old. Flipping yeah, well, stuff, but
2: we've seen I mean there is you can go and you can get extensive footage on both Connor Bedard and yeah. Matvey Mitchkov right yeah. now. And they're 2 years away from being drafted.
1: Yeah, that's so the modern ability to do that really is incredible. Yeah, so is that. Ooh, so is that class though.
2: <laughs> uh, no, so that's uh, if you actually listen, Brian Burke talks uh, has has talked extensively. If yeah, you go and search his, through his YouTube. His story
1: is super cool about them digitizing everything. I really like that. Yeah, too. the
2: eight thousand dollar laptops that yeah. they bought their scouts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how they 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 did get video. Um, they've been using video f- since the '90s, but not everybody was. Yeah. And it's just it's wild. Yeah. That that it's it's come it's come as far as it has. But I will also tell you that I got a peek into the scouting database that NHL teams use. Once upon a time, and it's still that thing needs archaic. an update. Yeah. <laughs> that thing needs an update. It looked like something that it, it straight up reminded me of AOL back when I was first learning to use the internet in 1996. Oof. It was like, I was like, oh my God. This is intense. <laughs> so, anyway.
1: In any case, yeah. Let's. Should, do we want to go chronological here, AJ? Do we want to start with your uh, your OG prospect loves? Uh,
2: yeah, we can we can do that. Um, I know because people always because we talk, we spend so much time talking about prospects and stuff that there are people that always want to know like who are you guys right and wrong about. And it's like, man, both of those lists are long lists yeah, yeah there's a lot of so, guys. <laughs> i i think it would be good if we focused mostly on just the ones like that we either felt the strongest about sure. and like i try i try not to have too many like high picks in here
1: sure because
2: it's like you know it's it's like Oh, wow. You were right about a top three pick. Well, bully for you, guy.
1: It's easy to put the
2: high picks in when you're wrong about them. That's true. I do have, like, I have no Yakubov on my list, so. (laughs) I loved him. I thought he was going to be awesome, and then.
1: He just never figured it out at the NHL
2: level. Yep. So, somebody has seen the thumbnail for today's show. (laughs)
1: yeah um glenny was an interesting one actually he's he's one of those stories where after he got drafted he just never really had the love for the game that you kind of need
2: there are some guys yeah that they just don't really want to be hockey players and it's just a way for them to make money and It's just it's it's something that they've just always done that they've been good at, and if they aren't if they weren't doing that, then they don't know where they'd be. So they just kind of keep at it. But there are some there are some guys there are some guys that the apps have drafted in the last few years that have been like that. They just don't love the game in that way. Yep. They were happy to be drafted, and they're happy to play pro hockey, and
1: yeah, you know, kale in the chat here, but. So let's uh let's not waste any more time, AJ. Where does your okay. list start?
2: Um, I think the first guy that I was really like right about that I really, really, really liked. And to be fair, again, because we could not see these guys until you know some of these guys, um, for a long time, you know, some yeah. of them you couldn't see at all before they got drafted, but I I liked Tarasenko immediately. All right, he got he got drafted in in 2010, and when he came over, uh, that was a guy that I was immediately like, "Yep, that he's gonna be." It. Yep. Yeah, it was like he he is gonna be a monster because he came over at the end of um, I don't remember which year it was, but it, he came over at the end of the, K, the KHL team. Finished up and then he came. He came over like midseason and he was just so good, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you may sense a theme here. Uh, at least for me, I'm not sure about AJ, but show me a guy who can shoot a puck and it's uh it's easy to fall in love real quick. Yeah, it was
2: it was really though that, and it's funny because it's the archetype that scares me the most in the draft, but the big the big wing that scores goals is like my favorite nhL player yep I just
1: love that
0: um, type yeah, the, of player
1: the only thing that is second to that to me is is the big guy who passes well <laughs> like the Joe Thornton type <laughs> oh yeah that's my favorite type of player ever
2: yeah my my favorite type is the uh, smooth skating, the really good skating defensive yeah. defenseman.
1: I love that guy. Wow, well, yeah, that uh, really worked out for Duncan Siemens.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny, it's funny because I'm like, I'm like, oh, you have to have guys with puck skills, you know, but it goes against all of like the traditional things that I love about the game.
1: <laughs> puck is secondary must skate. It, well, yeah.
2: For me, it always starts with skating. I love skaters, but yeah. the way that the way that Tarasenko showed up, I was just like, "Oh my god, this guy is going to be unbelievable!" Yeah. And then he rattled off what like four or five years in a row of scoring thirty plus goals. Like he yep. was. Oh my goodness. Yep. He could just he could just shoot it. There is a we'll we'll call it draft lore. <laughs> Um,
1: Veracity of it is unconfirmed.
2: <laughs> I've never been able to actually pin anybody down on it, but there is a there is a story that the Abs were planning to take Tarasenko, and when St. Louis traded up into the spot ahead of them, that's where they ended up with Joey Hishin as the yeah. next guy on their board. Yeah, I, again, I've never been able to. I've never been able to actually like get anyone who was in the organization at the time to say that's what we wanted but
1: there's been things floating around over the years yeah. yeah
2: we'll say we'll say it's been in the water supply for a long time i just can't quite i i just can't i can't say that definitely happened
1: yeah ah uh, so. david run bed for the 16th over pick which was tank yeah
2: yeah yep that's what happened. They traded David Rumbled, who at the time was a was a top defensive prospect because he was a first round pick the year before.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it wasn't like David Rumblad was a nobody at that point. You know, he would go on to become a bust in, in his own right, but it's how it goes
1: sometimes. Unfortunately, yeah. That's. <laughs> It's part of the thing, but yeah. All right. So, Tarasenko was your first uh, your first home run, I guess. Yeah. In the draft, then we we can move on. We can do one more pick here, real quick, in period one here. If you have another one from the, uh, yeah,
2: uh, my first big bust. Um, uh, I absolutely loved this dude, and I I would have straight up fought somebody at the <laughs> Westminster Promenade. <laughs> in order to in order to defend my love for Stephen Elliott, I was so convinced he was he. And, and this is twofold because I was so convinced that Elliott was going to work out and Tyson Barry wasn't because Tyson Barry couldn't play a lick of defense. Yeah, and sure. I just thought, and I just thought, there's no way, there's no way this guy will be good enough offensively for NHL teams yep. to give him a chance because he cannot play defense. He is awful defensively. Even during camps, you could see that this dude just did not he couldn't hold up in the corners. He just was not he it was it was so painful. I was like, oh my god, dude, this this little itty bitty fella here is not going to get along. And here he is, however many years later. And what do I know, right? I mean he's, he's the
1: exact opposite of that, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah he's almost 400 points into his NHL career so
1: still can't play defense
2: but yeah I'm still still a one-way player but teams are comfortable with the with the warts because uh, yeah. he just produces so much offense that it's like well yep okay fair enough I just had that i was still in that old school mentality man i hadn't changed my mind on things yet I thought that I thought that guys who were that small couldn't play in the league and especially defensively that they just didn't belong. That couldn't he couldn't make it happen. All right. And here he is. He's played six hundred games.
1: Well, there you go. You can uh you can use that info. Maybe head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook and use your same game parlays to uh bet on Barry to score a point, but his team to still lose, perhaps. Um so it's a good way to do it. You can also get a bunch of amazing other odds boosts. So check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Be sure to use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account. If you do that this week, they're still offering the opportunity to bet $1 on any week one football game and you get given $200 immediately. You don't have to win the bet. You don't have to wait for the bet to happen. They just give you 200 bucks for making the bet in the first place. So jump on that. Take advantage of the limited time offer. And get yourself $200 to bet on whatever you want over at DraftKings. Use their daily odds boosts or don't if you want to bet on something crazy that they're not boosting. You got a good feeling about you have 200 bucks to play with. Download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and be sure to use the DNVR code when you sign up. That is how you get the chance for $200 in free bets immediately after that week one bet of $1 on a football game. Uh official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply See so draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-47. Hundred And hit up Stravacraft Coffee as well, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can get it online and get 25% off when you use code DNBR25 for your first order. You can also try it down at the bar or get 20% off indefinitely for every order when you sign up for their subscription service. Check them out. It's really helped with aches and pains, joint pains, migraines, stuff like that. And it'll get the coffee you need to uh, to get yourself going up in the morning, things like that. So do that. Then uh, sign up for a DNVR annual membership as well. Right now, you get a bunch of amazing stuff. I don't think it's officially dropped yet, but uh, I had the chance to see some of our upcoming uh, merch. It's pretty cool. Not going to lie to you. Looking forward to, to some of the new stuff that's about to drop pretty soon here from us. So... Be sure to check all of that out. When you do get an annual membership, you also get a DNBR shirt along with it. So you can pick up one of those dope shirts. A bunch of other cool stuff as well. Big beers at the bar, access to all of our content, access to the DNBR lounge, and many other things too. So support us and uh, yeah, get an annual membership and check us out. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, so is, is that it for your, your older school ones? Are we going a little bit more modern up into to my time covering the draft now, or, or where do you want to go with this, AJ?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say I've got two other guys on my list from a couple of years ago um, that, yep. you know, I mentioned Nail Yakupov. I loved him his draft year. I thought yeah. he was going to be – I thought he was going to be special thought he was gonna roll in and be a thirty-five goal scorer every single year.
1: Wasn't meant to Whoops. be. Maybe he could be if he wasn't still being chased by that cloud of bees.
2: But, yeah, um, I just I don't know. I Love you man. I thought he thought he had it. Thought he was gonna be a superstar and I don't know. He was just such a dynamic goal scorer. He's so unstoppable in uh, in the CHL. I just
1: Boston got the Brusk right. I think it's fair to say um, Zaboral and Sinizhin. Yeah, those are big misses for them. But you remember they got those three picks because they were trying to package them to move up. Mm-hmm. So they kind of were left in a weird spot where they just yeah. Well, them.
2: then they pretty much boofed even with the brusque, I mean. They (laughs) boofed three picks in an all-time great draft in a row. Like, that's so stupid.
1: Not great. Hello, Australia. Be sure to eat some pancakes for AJ early in the morning.
2: (laughs) Definitely do that. I don't know why I'm so tired. I woke up from a nap right before we went live, but I'm still just dragging ass right now.
1: The Jakopop just puts you to sleep, I guess. I don't know.
2: Yep. Yeah, the other guy that I'm kind of right about Junk Gibson. I love Junk Gibson.
1: Yep. All right.
2: His international performances, I was like, oh my god. John Gibson's gonna be amazing. And then oh, yeah. he kind of was. And then he what wasn't was anymore. It,
1: the Bruins? Were they ever really a dynasty? No, I, I wouldn't
2: consider. So. I wouldn't. No. All right, being good every year, so the sharks are a dynasty. I mean, yeah,
1: that's you got to no. wait for it to be a dynasty. Um, yeah. In any case, yeah, I I really didn't start following it that co- closely, and probably until about twenty fourteen.
2: Which was a bad draft year. I actually yeah. didn't follow 14 very closely because the abs were good, and I was just excited to the, not follow it.
1: Yeah, sure. And, and like, obviously, previously I'd followed the top of the first round and stuff with the abs getting, like, Duchesne and Landeskog, but none mm-hmm. of that stuff is anything particularly crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then McKinnon, obviously, as well. but uh I, the one guy that uh, I was right about ish in in the 2014 draft was Alex tuck who I still love today but <laughs> you gotta you gotta give me some credit on that one AJ come on the pick after him was Tony D'Angelo so they could have done quite a bit worse <laughs> that's all I'm saying yep <laughs> of course then they gave him away in the expansion draft as far as Minnesota is concerned, but which uh, I, I suspect over the next couple of years, this won't be the last you heard of of us liking players that ended up in Minnesota, because I know every time AJ likes a prospect, it goes to Minnesota. But
2: <laughs> It's been pretty frustrating the last few years. <laughs> we didn't need a scouting director, they just had to listen to our goddamn
1: podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh. Uh, So that one, that was probably when I first started watching, which also would bring us to our uh, our titular player at the end of the first round in 2014, and Josh Hosang. Yeah. Things never quite worked out for him, did they?
2: (laughs) I loved Josh Hosang, and I loved that when Garth Snow drafted him, He went on television and said, yeah, well, everybody shits on me all the time, too, so we're going to get along great.
1: (laughs) How'd that work out, though? Not great for either guy.
2: (laughs) So, Joshua was saying, still still battling some maturity issues, and, of course, no, I don't even know what he's up to these days. Yeah,
1: me either. I don't know what he's doing now, but, you know. We'll see. We'll see how the, the rest of all of these guys' careers play out, basically, from 2014 on. Most of yeah. these dudes are still in the game. But
2: Yeah. 2015 was the first year that I covered the draft for BSN Denver, and that's the first time that I ever took the draft, like, super seriously. That was when we started our 100 prospects. Um, Tough, yeah. Yeah, and, and we're doing deep dives on things. And I felt bad that year because I was like, oh, my God, I love way too many of these prospects. <laughs>
1: True, I loved – like, Just a really good draft. Right,
2: from, from <laughs> 2015's first round alone, guys that I really, really, really liked or Mitch Marner, Zach Wierenski, uh Matt Barzell, Kyle Connor, Thomas Chabot, um, Colin White, Brock Besser, and Jack Roslevic. It's like half a first round, man. Like, oh, okay. Um, the guys that I liked from that first round that have not turned into much, I really, really liked Evgeny Svechnikov. Um, and uh, then...
1: Svechnikov on that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I really liked um, Gabriel Carlson. The one who went to Columbus, who yeah, the evs said was not good enough to be the centerpiece of the Duchesne deal. Good, Which is good call from them. True,
1: Definitely true, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then from that second round, I, I really liked Eric Chernak, and I really liked Jansen Harkins. I really didn't like Jordan Greenway. I really, really didn't like
1: Jordan Greenway at all. Yep. Yeah. that I think... I think both of us have said before that like we didn't hate him or anything, but neither of us were like extremely high on Miko either in that draft.
2: It's funny, uh, Cole Hamilton was writing for us and he was the Miko one. Yeah. He was he was the one pounding the table for Miko or Timo Meyer. I was I was lukewarm on both guys. Yeah. Because that's that was that was when I had started to develop my fear of big players who didn't play power games um, because I felt like those guys were consistently getting overdrafted simply because they were big players. And I kind of put my blinders on and did not appreciate what they did well because they were both big dudes. So sure. um, did I see foresee, or I never saw Ryan, I never foresaw Ryan O'Reilly scoring 70 points in a season. Yep. No. Um. I don't, I, O'Reilly's complicated because I love the, I love the player that he is, but I also think that he is overrated. Like he plays, he plays next to the best wings that they have to offer. And so I think some of his offense is just a product of that. But he's also not like Chandler Stevenson, where it's like this guy's clearly in over his head. I think, I, I don't know. O'Reilly, I didn't think O'Reilly's skating was ever going to be good enough for him to be as good as he is in the league. But he's put in so much work at it um, that he's just, I mean, he was always a good defensive center. He made the NHL as an 18-year-old as a second-round pick. There have only been two guys in the last 20 years who have made the NHL immediately as second-round picks, Patrice Bergeron and Ryan O'Reilly. What do they have in common? They're good defensive centers. They were good from day one. So, And the Avs the abs were just bad enough in, in 2010
1: that they were like, fuck it, let's keep him. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Let's see. In 2015, the one guy that I really liked that worked out was Konechny. Um, I I liked
2: him. That was also. Do you remember? That was also the Oliver Shillington year. Yep. Where he started out as a top ten prospect and then just plummeted. Yep. I will say also from 2015, there are there were two guys that I w- I was really I loved Pia Suter. Mm -hmm. who was a uh, second-time entrant in 2015. His original draft year was 14. He didn't get drafted. He didn't get drafted in 15 either. And I wrote a whole thing that's still up on our website, that's still up on DNVR now, um, about P.S. Suter and how he should get drafted and how I think he would make a really good two-way player in the league. It's only been one year, but it felt a little vindicating to see the year that he had last season in Chicago. And the guy that I was super wrong about was Mangi Apani, who I I wrote a pretty pretty not great review of where I just said he was too small and not feisty enough and he was too soft and he was never going to be able to play the way that he did uh, in, in the OHL. And I didn't think that he was going to be able to ever translate into a depth role.
1: Whoops! Can't win them all. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I really like Noah Yulson. Obviously, that has not worked out very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then for the Abs pick, I, I really like Milosh back then too. I did too, but uh, obviously that one didn't come together all that much. Yeah, yeah, you know, sixteen is funny because.
2: It's just not a great first round. Yep. And out of the top two, basically. <laughs> the basically, the two guys. Yeah. The two guys in that first round, three guys in that first round that I was absolutely hard out on. I had no interest in. I said no. No, under any circumstances, the answer is no. It was Jake Bean, Henrik Borgstrom, and Riley Tufty.
1: hmm. Well, I mean Jake Beans trying to make a career for himself now but yeah Borgstrom and uh, has been around a little bit I guess and then Tufty yeah to, uh, hasn't shown anything really basically Borgstrom I had to be
2: I had to be quieter about because of the DU thing
1: yeah for sure and
2: I mean he was a point per game player in both years at DU he was awesome at DU and I just didn't see it translating to the NHL uh, it always felt like he was too too much of a perimeter player uh, i didn't think i didn't think he had a very high hockey iQ i didn't think he had a just externally it didn't look like he had a drive to be great it looked like he coasted through a lot of games to me so i was i was very i was very out on him
1: that's how I felt about Gatier but I also loved, loved, loved Logan Brown in that draft.
2: Oh, yeah. The guy that, Clayton Keller, I was desperate for Clayton Keller to get to 10. When he went seven to Arizona, it broke my heart. We were having a draft party at Blake Street Tavern, and I was just so mad about it. (laughs) <laughs> and then when the Avs took Jost, I was double mad because I had written, I had pre-written draft pieces for everybody except I Tyson Jost. <laughs> and so I was so pissed off about it. <laughs> um, What's the best draft year in the past 25 years? 2003. Yeah, that draft is actually
1: bonkers.
2: Yeah, 2003 and then I would say 2015 is already
1: there. Yeah, it's... There's, well, like, 10 franchise players in 2015. Like, go look at 2003. Yeah. Flurry, Eric Stahl, Thomas Bannock, Ryan Suter, Braden Coburn, Dion Phaneuf, Jeff Carter, Dustin Brown, Brent Seabrook, Zach Parise, Ryan Getzlab, Brent Burns. <laughs> the, the first round alone is just Corey Perry at the end of it. It's just insane.
2: Yeah. Um, there were... Even some of even some of the guys who ended up being busts from that draft. Yep. Relative to, to draft position. Yeah. You know, ended up being like really good depth players for a long time. Guys like Eric Fair and Mark Stewart and Patrick Eves. Yep. I mean Brian Boyle was a first round pick and he made his made his whole career out of being a fourth line guy.
1: All these dudes were regular NHLers.
2: Yeah. I mean Braden Coburn, another one, like Thomas Vanek we we kind of you kind of gloss well, over even, but it's like well,
1: even Nathan Horton went 3rd overall and obviously like his career ended with the injury troubles but when he was in the league he was legit. Yeah. He was a good player. I mean he
2: I don't think he ever quite justified the draft position.
0: Probably,
2: um but, but but I mean that was a guy who had he was good for 20 goals every single year and were it not for the back injuries, he was still plenty productive at the end of his career. Uh, yep. He was he was a good player.
1: Um, yeah. You even get into the second round, and you have guys like Louis Erickson, Patrice Bergeron, <laughs> Shea Weber. That draft is just insane. David Backus, yeah. Two thousand three was nuts.
2: Yeah, I I mean Corey Crawford. Yep. Comes from the middle of that draft, the, of that second draft, or that second round of that draft, and won multiple Stanley Cups. Oh, Okay,
1: yeah,
2: I so mean you go you go all the way down to the seventh round, and you have
1: Favelski just hanging out in the seventh round. <laughs> like,
2: you have hold on one, two, three, four, five guys from that seventh round that played four hundred games.
1: It's nuts, including. David Jones. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the ninth round. Yeah, that's even later. That's the ninth round. Yeah, the second to last
2: pick was Brian Elliott. (laughs) Like, Brian Elliott and Yaro Halak came from the ninth round of that draft.
1: Yep. That that draft was actually just nuts. So...
2: The, The eighth round produced Dustin Bufflin and Toby Enstrom. That was like that was like Winnipeg's top pairing when they moved from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I would say O three. I I'm not a draft expert. Uh, I'm not a draft history expert. I I just don't really know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, you know, but I would say 0-3 03, 03 is absolutely in the running for best ever. When
1: you're when you're scouting. NHL prospects you got to make a list right and you have to have a cut line where eventually you cut it off you can't draft anyone beyond the cut line and sometimes you need a cut line for your balls too you can't have the hair go past a certain point (coughs) it's true so, Manscaped has you covered. Make sure you get your cut line set with the perfect package 4.0. Use the lawnmower trimmer to get it down to. Scout, scout what you need, all right? When people are scouting your junk, you need to make sure it shows well, all right? So, they got you covered. Use the deodorant. Use the toner. Use all of their products. They have stuff for above the belt as well. Breath mints, other stuff. Check it out. Make sure to use all of that to get yourself looking good, feeling good, playing good. That's what they say, right? So uh, jump on it. Check out Manscaped, get 20% off with code DNVR20 and free shipping. If you use, get the perfect package for point. Oh, and then head on over to infinity park in Glendale. You can check out the Colorado Exos and all of the other rugby stuff going on. They do a bunch of awesome stuff there. If you like rugby, check it out. They it's, they literally were the men's and women's teams practice for the national stuff. So it's the actual best rugby in the entire country that you can find. But they're also doing a bunch of other events as well, including things like movie nights. You can check it out at infinitypark at Glendale.com slash events to get updated for all of those things. Of course, support us. Be sure to download the DNVR rugby podcast and stay up to date with Colton Strickler, our guy on that beat. Doing all things rugby here in Colorado. So hit them up. Check out the Colorado Exos. Infinity Park is an awesome venue to go to. It's a great time for a family day out. Stuff like that. So check them out today. And then, of course, hit up Green Mountain Dental Group. They will take care of your teeth for you. Make sure you're looking clean. They're a great family dentist just 15 minutes from downtown over in Lakewood. You can go there and get a cleaning x-ray and exam, and they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush, electric toothbrush to make brushing your teeth even easier than it already is so your teeth are nice and clean. We've had tons of people switch, and they all say it's it's a great dentist to go to. They really do take care of you. So check them out if you need your teeth cleaned. All right, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings Sportsbook. We may have to go a little bit uh, rapid fire here as we uh, we get into some more recent years of the draft. AJ's gotta go dunk some people on trivia on T D S P after this, so
2: I'm not gonna do well. Watch. It's just gonna be I'm barely yeah. awake right You've now. You've been hyped
1: is... up and so you're gonna struggle. That's how it goes. Yeah, it,
2: it's exactly um. A...
1: But uh the, over the last handful of years, AJ got some, you got some hits and misses for me. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, a guy that I thought was going to be uh, a lot better or Casey Middlestad.
1: Really? I hated Middlestat in his.
2: Draft. I, I, so I had concerns because I was worried he didn't take it seriously. Because uh, you remember, he wanted to stay and play in high school that year, his draft year. He he played with the Gamblers, and then he went and played.
0: I also yeah. liked
2: I liked Cooper in his draft year. I I thought he was interesting.
1: He went back to uh, Eden Prairie, right? Yeah, and he wanted to play
2: high school with his friends, and yeah, you know.
1: My concern with Middlestat back then is the same concern I had this year with Bujalski. The dude had – he's a one-trick pony. He did one thing every single time, and at that level, it just worked.
2: Well, and I mean, he was point per game in USHL. He was just below point per game his one college season.
1: Yeah, and he played great. It was just, you know, no complexity to his game at all. His, his, did the thing.
2: Brief AHL time. He's been very productive. It's just like, I, I don't know. I just expected a little bit more of him. He's, and and he was, he was one of the guys that kind of taught me to, to look out for the guys that play small games. Yep. You know, because he wasn't a particularly small guy, but he didn't he didn't have a lot of natural strength. He did not engage physically really at all. You would have thought he was five foot seven with the way that he played, and that was a thing that that didn't bother me at the time. That bothers me a lot more now. Whereas you compare what, like a, a guy like Kyler Yamamoto who. It's five foot eight. Yep, and he he's a pretty effective NHL player despite being both short and slight. Uh, and
1: he understands it, the way he
2: has to play, though. Exactly, and I would I do I do wonder. I mean, we have questions in the comment. How much is Middlestat struggling because of Buffalo? We'll never know that answer. Yeah, but you can't just automatically look at Buffalo and be like, "Well, there's your, there's your problem." No doubt,
1: it's part of the problem. But also, it's not like Jack Eichel has been just fine there, so it's not like it, they kill everything, right?
2: Well, Sam Reinhart was was yeah, fine
1: too. Was fine too. Yeah.
2: You know, yes, Yes, Metalstad did fail to do a, a single pull-up in the draft combine testing. So did Sam Bennett. Yep. Like I. I don't, I, for me, that's just not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's more of like a good headline than it is a meaningful piece of information. Like, okay. Casey Milstead failed to do a pull-up in the draft combine testing. What does that matter in terms of his struggles in the NHL so far?
1: Yeah, I, I love the guy picked two picks after Middlestat in that draft too, and Owen Tippett. I loved him. And he still hasn't too. really found his footing in the NHL either, which That
2: know. one feels that one feels like it's because of the team that he's on. Because Florida
1: is always stacked as hell for forwards, but Yeah.
2: And they just keep adding to it. Like they just added Reinhart and Bennett to Uberdo, Barkov. Um they've got they've already got uh Carter Hagee. Yep. Just had that huge breakout season there. Hornquist is there. I <laughs> I don't know. Man, that's it. They they feel. I don't know. It's they just keep going hard after forwards, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, they they still. What does it say? Crazy. What I want to know. What does it say? Like all we're getting is like these vague responses. An athlete that can't do a single pull-up does say something. What does it say? That he has no upper body strength? All right. Well, as an 18-year-old, he's not going to play in the NHL right away. What What does it say? I, I'm asking. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I just want to know why is
1: this meaningful? Uh, it's a weird thing, too, right? Especially, like, if you're a bigger dude, it's going to be harder to lift your body weight, too. Like
2: well and he was he was not a bigger dude he was he That's was true. he was really slight and he but. was going to college which is we when when guys go off to college the one thing that we always say is they put great. on the
1: muscle yeah <laughs>
2: they're going into a proper strength and conditioning program where they're going to lift weights five days a week yeah they're going to be able to put on that that kind of that kind of weight and i i wonder if he can do a a, a pull up now i you know, I didn't even notice, but 22 points in 41 games this year is actually not too bad of a year for him.
1: Pretty solid.
2: I haven't looked at any of his underlying numbers. I haven't really thought about him much at all, but he was a guy that I had high expectations for. From Also from, um, I guess it's 2017, which was supposed to be a bad class and has ended up having multiple franchise players. The The guy that I think I'm s- most surprised is not Better is Morgan Frost.
1: Yeah, that dude was a monster in that over at Sue. Like,
2: yeah, he was insane.
1: Yeah, in the OHL. Yep, multiple and in the OHL, like. yeah, and like, and I, I,
2: this is again my question, me, me wondering more of is this the team that he's on? Because the Flyers have been pretty deep at forward. Yep. Um, you know, they've they've had a lot of veterans up front and haven't really found a good way to mix younger guys in. Okay, just statistically, can't say that I've watched him in the AHL at all, but 29 points in 41 games for him in the AHL, like Morgan Frost didn't, he wasn't hurting. Pretty solid. But he only got two games with the Flyers last year. Like I, this is also, I don't know, if he's had injury issues, I don't know. I just don't know what's been going on with him. But he was a guy that I've been I've been very, like, I keep waiting for him to have, like, to look up and see him at 55 points in 60 games in the NHL, and it just hasn't happened.
1: My love for players that end up in Florida continues. I, in the second round, I loved Heppo Niemi as well. Oh, I didn't. I did not. He was like so Apple fun. Anime. I really liked. I I didn't like <laughs> Bean though, though. Like
2: he he was like in the WHL. He was a lot of fun, but it was all very perimeter oriented.
1: Yeah, he's definitely he, a, a pass first type of guy. But
2: yeah, I second round guy that I really did from that. Year, I loved Ian Mitchell, man. I when he went to Chicago, I was like, no, no. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Morgan <Kiki>. Geeky. <laughs> big Morgan Geeky fan. That's another dude. Still trying to see what he's got. Oh, I really liked Ivan Lodnia when Minnesota took him. You know. He was he was a guy that I was a big fan of. Now he's in the KHL. It's
1: the way it goes. Yeah. All right. couple of, you get to like 2018 and you're starting to drift into too soon. Yeah. But I was, I still am a big Joe Valeno fan.
2: Yeah. My love of Joe Valeno was about his skating. Yeah. I just loved his skating, but I didn't think my concern with Joe Valeno was that he wasn't going to be able to score goals in pro hockey. I didn't think he had a good enough shot to beat goaltenders.
1: Remains to be seen. To a little yeah, bit, he
2: just but... hasn't he hasn't played very much in yeah. uh, in pro hockey, so we'll see. Like him, him, him playing for uh, in Sweden last year, he was productive. Yep. but I didn't I didn't see any of it, so I, was, I don't know. We'll we'll see with Joe Valeno. I was definitely mad that the Abs passed on him for Martin Mm-hmm <laughs> I was uh, the the guys that I really liked that the Abs passed on for Martin Cow were Ty Smith and Keandre Miller. Yeah,
1: I knew you'd loved Keandre. Yeah, I was
2: very vocal about my Keandre <laughs> Miller love. I I just I was like, look, dude, he hasn't been playing hockey for very long. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's six foot five and he's a great skater and he's thick and he likes to hit people. What the hell is the problem here? Like, what's going What's going on? What's the issue? I, what is like, what is with this? And the teams were, and I, and I talked to, to people around the abs after the draft and they were not super high on Miller. And I'm just, I was like, fucking why? <laughs> so yeah. Um, Sam Steele. I agree. I actually was a big Sam Steele fan. I liked Haskin more than I liked McCarr until until I sat down and spent an entire week watching AJHL games. My car just skating like a monster. I watched 35 Brooks Bandits games that year, and I was yeah. like,
1: you got to take him. <laughs> you got to take him. Oh, there's another one. Yeah, in in 2018, I think both of us really did not like Joel Farabee, and he has worked out very, very well for Philadelphia.
2: I was so out on Joel Farabee. Yep. I didn't like him either. Yeah. Uh, the guy that I loved in that class um, was Noah Dobson. Yeah. So when the Islanders got him, I was- this, I couldn't believe Arizona passed on Quinn Hughes.
1: Adam Bulkfist, Evan Bouchard, yeah, and Noah
0: Dobbs. I, I couldn't
1: I, I, that pick was nuts the second it was made. Yeah. I thought that was the I thought that was the
2: easiest freaking mock draft pick of the entire mock draft was one of those defensemen is going to Arizona. They needed a defenseman. There weren't any really, really, really good forward options at that point. I, I was so blown away when they took Barrett Hayden. It happened and I was, I was in Dallas on the draft floor sitting next to Ryan Clark, who I just met 15 minutes earlier. And I was like in
1: shambles because of that pick. <laughs> yeah. And Unbelievable. Not worked out for Arizona too well either.
2: The, the other guy that I really, really did not like um, Dominic Bach. I, I, I was so nervous Colorado was going to go for that skill level and that they were going to love him. And mm-mm. I didn't like anything about Dominic Bach.
1: Yep. Well, he still hasn't played in the NHL game. so uh, slower, slower path. I thought St. Louis was smart to cash out on him. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yeah. After that, it gets too hard to really judge 2019 and onward. You still have dudes developing... Outside of the NHL, there so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's there are plenty of dudes we love from from those drafts, but it's a little bit too soon. So, yeah, AJ does have to get out of here as well. He's got to go uh, go do TDSP. So make sure you go t- as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. Looking at some of our hits and misses over the last, for AJ, I guess the last decade or so, really. Um, Yeah, hope y'all enjoyed. We'll be back on Monday. I don't know what we'll talk about. Probably go around the league because I know a lot of y'all wanted to to do some of that. But yeah, we'll talk to you all then. Until then, have a great rest of y'all's weekend.